So welcome to my podcast. And as I've mentioned, uh, this fall, I was doing a podcast series uh, on my own municipal election campaign in Cote St. Luke. I was interviewing uh, constituents and uh, notable constituents. So I'll continue to do that over time as I begin my, uh, my new four-year mandate in Cote St. Luke. Uh, but uh, now I'm looking at other elections going on the next few weeks. Last week, we talked to Malik Shahid and Dollar Desarmo. And today, a favorite of so many people who listen to radio, CJ. They just know her as CJ. Her real name is Kristen Jerome, but everybody knows her as CJ, and she's running for council in Candiac. Hello, CJ. Uh, hello, Councillor Cohen, and congratulations on your re-election, sir. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to be interviewing a radio professional such as yourself. So people have known you, uh, you know, for decades now on radio. You've been on many of the stations. So maybe we should start off with... Uh, You've, you've, uh, what, what prompted you to run for council in Candiac? I've always been really community minded. You know, it was a long time ago that I, I got into radio because I wanted to uh, talk about the music and read the liner notes to the audience. And I quickly found out that that wasn't what radio was about. And I found out that it was truly, you know, serving the community, a community service. Uh, and when I figured that out, it was something that I really enjoyed uh, and, and, and I wanted to continue it. So I've always been kind of community minded like that. And during the pandemic, it really gave, a gave me a chance to sort of think about the fact that we weren't able to get out and, you know, be as in touch as we used to. And then I figured out, like, I have to find a way to make this a bit bigger for me. I have to connect with the community on a, on a larger level now because slowly but surely, you know, that was removed from us as radio people in the pandemic. So it was a kind of a strange thing to, to, we all lived through it, but it was kind of a strange thing to like lose our contact with people in, in being in the community because radio can be very one-sided, right? We're inside the radio, the listener is outside the radio and it's a, it's a important and a, and, a, and a fun moment when we do get to connect with them in person. So tell me for people who are listening, we know Candiac is right across the the bridge, but uh, describe Candiac for people who are not familiar with it. Candiac's been around for 64 years. Uh, back in the day, I, I have heard stories where people who lived in the city would come out to their country homes here. Huh. <laughs> and now it's grown to about 23,000 people. Uh, we have a couple of house players here that we're very proud of, of course. Uh, but there's so many different people who've made the community their home. Like when I first moved here as a kid, uh, I played in this very area where my home is located now. It was a wooded area. It wasn't developed. There was a little uh, river there, which we later found out in life was called Riviere de la Tortue. And of course, my home sits like, you know, a stone's throw from this river that I used to play in as a kid. So it's grown exponentially over the last couple of years. So how is the campaign going? How many people recognize you as CJ Jerome uh, listeners to you over the years? How's that help? How's that helping you out maybe? It's interesting. People are surprised. Uh, people think it's, it's fun. Uh, of course, there is uh, a little bit of pressure there because they wonder what you're going to come up with because on the radio, you're generally, you know, talking about uh, fun things with people, good times. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're talking about pop culture and entertainment and music. And now it's sort of serious business. You know, we're talking about the management of our town, uh, the community. You're talking about budgets and things like that. And so they wonder, like, you know, how much do you really know about it? 
Yeah. So how how is how is it going? I mean, this is your first time uh, running for for a council seat. How many opponents do you have? <laughs> first time out, I have two opponents. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm okay with that because the entire thing has been a learning experience. Um, and there are some amazing candidates that have come forward in this election. Uh, you know, we have so many talented people with a lot of different diverse knowledge and great skill. So we're in a really unique and positive position, I think, for the elections in Candiac this, uh, this November. Are there any big issues in Candiac right now that people could relate to? I think if you talk to some people, um, you know, we're really spoiled. We have a wonderful community. Uh, we've seen it grow over the last uh, couple of decades. As I said, I lived here when there were three police cars only, you know, huh. uh, that's the way it's, it was truly something. Um, people made fun of us in, in high school. You know, they, if you took the bus home here, they, people would say like, they would tease you and say you had cows on your front lawn and whatnot, which wasn't the case. Um, but some of the issues are, uh, you know, what we see everywhere else is development in the town, um, services. I think we do a really good job of things like that. And, uh, you know, we, part, of my, part of my campaign platform is to ensure that we continue to develop the community responsibly. And that's some of the uh, some of the issues that are at the heart with the election with the people who already live here. Right. Well, listen, I mean, I can tell you 16 years ago when I got elected, I mean, I was a journalist. People knew me from the suburban mainly when I knocked on doors. And I'd like to think that I've added, um, you know, a media spin to my career as a counselor. So I have a blog. Um, I have this podcast now. Um, I have a variety of other things. I've worked with the communications department in our city doing the newsletters. Now you have a familiarity with that. So clearly it would be a great advantage uh, for someone like CJ to be on council because you could really help put Candiac on the map. And I hope, is that something you're talking to people about? I think my strength is in my connection with people because I've spent so much time with them on the radio, you know, making those contacts, having them call the studio, meeting them at events. Uh, social media has been such an amazing you know, tool for radio, because it's been so one-sided for so many years. I have made such amazing connections over the years with people. And I feel, you know, like I would be valuable as a conduit to what the city needs to hear from the residents. So yeah. that's, I think, the skill set that I bring. Yeah, I think and it would also, be, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And it's just also to be able to, a lot of, a lot of times, and I think you hear this in every community, there are residents that say that, you know, the, the, the information is not readily available. The town is not accessible. They are. You have to do a little bit of, you know, work to find out the information. But of course, being in radio, we're accustomed to super, super, super serving our audience. So I think I know how to bring the information to residents. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I think that's definitely an advantage. So let's just bring uh, reader uh, listeners up to speed on your career. Uh, you've been in the business uh, for quite a bit of time. You've been at most of the Montreal radio stations. We know you the last number of years, many years, in fact, for the Beat 925. So you were doing a, a, a weekday shift, and then you now are heard on weekends. So tell us, when can people listen to your show, and what, what kind of show are you doing these days? What, what are you focusing on? It's, it's a very relaxed weekend morning. I've always cherished weekends and I've cherished mornings, be they, you know, on weekends or earlier in the morning. One of my favorite things in the world is to be the only person up in the house 
uh, or feeling like you're the only person awake in the city at that point and having your, co- you know, your coffee quietly and whatnot. So I cherish that. And that's sort of the approach I like to take on Saturday and Sunday mornings. We start at six. Uh, it's just a quiet, toned down type of you know, morning to ease into it a little bit. Uh, people have a lot of stuff that they want to get accomplished on weekends. So this way they start the day to me is really important. So your show goes to when uh, on Saturdays and Sundays? Six to nine on Saturday. And then six to noon on Sunday, we have a little bit more time to linger over like a Sunday brunch type of situation on Sunday. So you must be drained because you're, you're in, in Candiac, you're, you're doing the show live from the studio. So you, you must be getting up at around 4.30 at least, maybe earlier. What time do you get up? <laughs> uh, the first alarm goes at 3.30. Okay. And if all goes well uh, with the next couple, I'm out of the bed by four and at the coffee machine by 402. Okay. And so, so that, and, and so then, you know, you start your day. So you're literally like from four to noon, that's an eight hour day already. When you come back, when you finish at noon and you come back home, um, I guess you're fortunate that you're not doing that shift five days a week, but you probably have in your time done some of those shifts during the mornings, right in your past? Absolutely. I mean, just this summer, I worked uh, the crazy weekday morning shift where it's just part of your your life that you, you know, you go to bed at 730 at night when when it's still sunny outside and kids are playing and and, you know, you wake up at 3.30. That's uh, because you're there to wake everyone else up, right? Mm-hmm. That's our service to the community at that yeah. point. Yeah. Make their the beginning of their day easier. The Beat's got a great family. You've got a great team there. Um, you've got uh, Claudia now is in the mornings with my good friend, Mark Bergman, and uh, stunt, the Stuntman Stu, I think. Is it uh, Stuntman Stu? Stuntman Sam. Stuntman, stunt, Stuntman Stu is in Ottawa. And exactly. Megan Kelly is fantastic. And uh, the rest of the team, uh, Kat Spencer um, and uh, um, a few others, uh, I, I could probably, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, who uh, actually is also from uh, across the bridge. Uh, Absolutely. Jeremy White. Yeah. And, and uh, so uh, good team. And, and I think, well, is it on your show, do you find it's a good mixture of music and a little bit of talk? Uh, how, how, much, how much time do you actually talk on the air and and do you open the lines ever? Um, in the in the first part of the show, it's a little quieter because you know people are just waking up and whatnot. And I get to you know a bit more. Of the interaction is by text message because it's easier and whatnot. Yeah. And then you sort of get the vibe that after people are awake, they've had a couple of coffees, then they're ready to chat. They're ready to tell you about what they've got you know going on that day. Uh, there's preparations, for example, on a Saturday morning. People are are getting ready to have family over, or now that we can have a couple of of, 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 you know, dinners and whatnot, people are getting ready to celebrate all the occasions that we've missed over the last little while. So they're ready to tell you about those kind of plans. That's always very nice. Uh, and uh, on the Sundays, it's really the time where we get to talk a little bit more because there's that much more extra show, like for me, right? Uh, and so that's what's important because I think anybody in radio will tell you that a six hour radio shift is very long for, it's long for us, but it's also long for, I think, a listener. And I think it's important to bring them into the conversation uh, and, and yeah. break it up a little bit. Yeah. So let me not forget also to mention uh, Donna Saker, who's been a mainstay for many years and follow her on Facebook, even with her medical, her medical history. We saw that she had uh, viewers on Facebook guiding her through a medical uh, emergency recently. And then, uh, of course, the amazing Nat Lozon, who 
kind of a, yeah. she take, takes it all, takes over from you. And she's been a mainstay on weekends for many years now and a big fan of Nat's, but also a big fan of the fact that Nat is such an animal lover like I am. So are you an animal lover? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've been happy to support the SPCA Roussillon, which is uh, maybe about a five minute drive away uh, from my house. And they've been there for years and they sort of know me as a supporter, but also the crazy cat lady, because I have this incredible knack for stray cats finding me uh, in, at my house. I, there must be a tiny hotel sign outside that only they can see uh, that says cat vacancy. And I'm forever bringing over sort of stray animals to them and whatnot. And uh, they do great work. Uh, of course, as all, you know, animal shelters do. And uh, it's Nat and I are, are happy to have that in common. And we talk a lot about that on weekends when we cross over. For some reason, there's a lot of cat talk and a lot of dog talk. Great. Well, I'll be talking to you off air about my Coatsy Little Cats Committee that I that I uh, found yes, many years I know ago. it well. And and uh, yeah, we had our gala, but now we're doing our raffle to support our budget to rescue homeless cats. But anyhow, listen, you seem like the dream candidate, and I hope anyone from Candiac who's listening will vote for you on November the 7th and in advance polls earlier than that. So thank you very much and good luck. Hey, thank you so much, Mike. It was great to have CJ as my guest.